start recording right now? Yes, I started. Okay, Jay, I'm, I'm going to hit this and I'm going to get some sound effects for yourself. Good morning, Victory Church. I want to start off today with a message for our pastor. Pastor, we love you, we appreciate you, we are praying for you, and we are believing for you to be feeling great tomorrow. So, um, but no, Pastor, I will say, I've only done this twice, and I've developed an even greater respect for you and your family, because this is not easy. And so I appreciate you so, so much. And in fact, I usually re refer to the pastor and his wife as the dynamic duo, but um, their son Austin is helping too, so they're now the three musketeers. I don't know if that has the same tough ring as the dynamic duo, but we'll go with it. Um, so anyways, today I'm going to be talking to you about unlocking hope. And I'm, I'm going to refer to one scripture it comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. And the scripture says, We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And please bow your heads with me as we pray over the word. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity that you've given me to speak today. I pray that you will honor my words. I pray that they will be your words and not mine. And I thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you look at this scripture, there are two words that are in all caps and a different color. They are the words endurance and the word hope. The word endurance and hope are in bold and different color on purpose. Because we can we cannot endure trials if we don't have hope. So there's no endurance without hope. In fact, Dr. Stephen Covey has said that hope is the foundation of resiliency. I don't know if you know who Dr. Covey is or not, but he wrote a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you don't have it, hit buy now on Amazon right now. In fact, pause this, go to Amazon, hit buy now, and then come back and we'll, we will talk more. But um, this book is incredible, and it's a life changer. And in fact, the community I live in and the community I work in, we have adopted these, these seven habits, and we are leader in me schools. And we are teaching these seven habits to our students as well, and it's amazing the life-changing events that are happening because of it. But as Dr. Covey said, he said, hope is the foundation of resiliency. What is resiliency? Resiliency in the dictionary is a synonym for toughness. So in order to be tough and get through things, you have to have hope as your foundation. Well, how many of you have ever felt hopeless? I know I'm not the only one. And I know that there are several of you watching this that are going through tough times right now. You're going through mar marital crisis. You're going through financial crisis. You're going through addiction crisis. You're going through family strifes and family problems. You're going through something. I know someone is. It's impossible for there not to be someone. And someone is probably feeling hopeless. 
<clears throat> now, when I have felt hopeless in my life, what I have viewed hope as is I have viewed hope as in this little box. And in, on that little box has been a lot of locks. It's been padlocked. And I didn't have the key to get into it, to get the hope. But today, what I'm going to really talk to you about, excuse me, is the key to unlocking hope. If we don't have hope, what happens is we start getting negative thoughts. Well, our brains are basically a big map with a bunch of different roads, or they're called neuropathways. And we, the way, the way we think, we create neuropathways. If we create negativity, we're creating negative neuropathways or roads. And the more negatively we think, the more negative roads we create. And then it becomes so easy to um, fall down the road of negativity. But if we create positive pathways, we can have positive pathways to go, go down in our brain. And... Basically, what I want to see is I want to see all those negative pathways in your mind with road close signs. We, want, we do not want you to go down those roads. And the only way we can escape those roads is by having hope. But like I said, hope oftentimes feels locked in a box. But today, I'm going to talk to you about what is the key to unlocking hope. You've probably never heard anyone say this is the key to unlocking hope. But I believe it is, or I believe it is certainly extremely important in the process. But I believe that the, a key to unlocking hope is your God-given imagination. Now, you notice I said God-given imagination. For every good thing, there's a bad thing. Now, your non-God-given imagination would be like, um, yeah, I was driving down Route 36, and um, I saw Cheryl. I just waved so big. She just kept on driving. She didn't even raise her finger. She didn't even go like that to me. She just kept on going. And I'm, I'm, I'm really mad about it. Well, um, maybe it could be the fact that the sun was right in her eyes, since that's an east-west road, and she just didn't see you. I mean, maybe she don't like you. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but, um, but that's our, our non-God-given imagination. We let stuff come in our mind. Like, that, and it's ridiculous. Or maybe you walked into Victory Church one Sunday, and you, and you said, oh, well, Jim Norville walked right by me, didn't even speak to me. And he always says hi to me. He gives me a hug even, usually. Well, maybe... He was on a mission. Maybe he got called to a different security job. You know, but if you want to talk to somebody, you have to approach them. So that's our non-God-given imagination. <laughs> Excuse me. But our, um, our, um, our imaginations are so critically important. In fact, if we did not have imaginations, we would not have automobiles. And in... 1879, a man named Carl Benz, he developed the first gasoline engine in Germany. Take a look, it's right here. And he made that in 1879, and then 1885, he developed the first car, and that's the first car. 
Now, Carl Benz had to have an imagination to think, wow, I'd like to make something like a motor or something that moves the car. Well, we all know how that turned out. Because Carl Benz's invention of the car ended up making its way to America. And the Ford Motor Company ended up mass-producing cars. And no offense to you Chevy people, but <laughs> Ford kind of got it started. I don't want to cause any problems with my General Motors people, though. So one um, in Vermilion County, there's a great um, General Motors dealer, so they're okay. Those General Motors cars are okay. But, um, so Jeremy, that's a sh shout out to you. So, um, but yeah, so the car came to America. And now we have what we have now. Look at the cars we have now. We have Tesla. Just basically does its own thing. But it all started with someone's ima imagination. It all started with Carl Benz's imagination to develop a motor. Yeah. Now, I know what you're asking me. You're thinking, oh, that's great. Um, have an imagination. That'll give me hope. But why does the imagination, why does my God-given imagination give me hope? Well, I believe there are two reasons why. Number one is... Our imagination allows us to expose ourselves to situations in our minds. For example, not many people know this, but <clears throat> I'm a 20-time Super Bowl champion. Um, Tom Brady, what's he got, six rings? Pff, nothing. I got 20. And it just so happens that in all 20 of those Super Bowls, I scored the game-winning touchdown. <laughs> And not only do I have 20, I did it with four different teams. I did it with the Indianapolis Colts, the Chicago Bears, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that was me. I'm hoping that um, Peyton Manning and I get inducted into the Hall of Fame in the same year here soon. So, crossing my fingers. <laughs> no, but our imaginations, we can go places in them. We can take ourselves... <clears throat> to a different place, and we can walk ourselves through situations. Now, if you're going through, I don't know, let's use marital trouble as an example. You can use your imagination to think about the right way to doing things. And you can go through your mind... <clears throat> And you can watch yourself in your mind or in your imagination make those right choices. And when you start seeing that in your mind, you'll start believing it. And if you see it, you can believe it. And if you believe it, you can achieve it. You see it, you believe it, you achieve it. When you see that in your mind and you believe it, hope. You start getting hope. And then you achieve it. I, be, I, I believe that wholeheartedly, that seeing is believing is achieving. That is so important. So that is the first reason why our God-given imagination is so important and how it can give us hope. The second way our God-given imagination can give us hope is that it can take us to places of hope and love and comfort. Now, 
I don't know. I feel like the best example, the best examples for me to give are my own stories because I've had a lot of things happen to me. But I will tell you, I feel like it was about 12 years ago. I was going through the dark, a horrible time in my life. I was broken, and I was mad, and I was just upset. And I'll never forget this. It was in the month of May. It was near the last day of school. I was substitute teaching at Williams Elementary School in Mattoon. Now, they had this thing called Fun Day back then. I don't know if they have it now or not. But the kids would be able to go out on the playground, and you stayed out with them, and then they did activities and stuff. Well, my lunchtime came, and I went back to my car. And now, this was a hot, 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 hot May Day. And when I got in my car, it was even hotter. Well, I had spent the whole morning putting on this front like, I'm the happiest guy in town. But the, re- the reality was I was not. And when I sat in my car, something happened to me. First of all, I started bawling. And as you know from the last talk I had, that poor steering wheel of the Honda Accord that I had took a little bit of a roughing up. I got frustrated and I just went, mm-hmm. or actually it's like, mm-hmm. but anyways. <laughs> but um, that... And I, I broke down crying. But then something happened. That imagination I have, that God-given imagination I have, took over. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. The, I didn't even start my car because my car, the air conditioner was broke, so it was no good. So I'm sitting in there, sweltering heat. And um, something happened. The heat I was feeling physically transformed into something in my imagination. And what that was, was in my mind, I started seeing God holding me. And it was amazing, because I saw Him holding me, like a baby, just holding me. And the heat that I was feeling physically turned in, in, in my imagination turned into His love the warmth of just a, the warmth of like a baby being held. And then that didn't help me from crying. That made me cry more. And then as I began to weep, something else happened. My imagination, I had my eyes closed and I, I could feel my chest. I could feel something on my chest. What I felt on my chest were the tears coming from God's eyes. Because as he was holding me and I was weeping, he wept for me. And I felt them teardrops on my chest as he was cradling me like his baby son. And they hit my, they bounced off my chest. And that moment there gave me hope. And that was my imagination that gave me hope. And I'll take you to one more time when I was about 10 years old. We lived in this house that had a chimney that went through the bathroom. Don't ask me what the architect was thinking, but he put a chimney through the bathroom. And that's kind of dangerous because with my family, flame in the bathroom, there's a whole lot of flammable material going through our bathroom. But anyway, 
But anyways, um, this chimney had a bench around it. It went all the way around it. And I was having, I was having a, I made some choices that were really poor, honestly. And so I, and it was time for me to take my shower, or, yeah, shower bath. And I sat on that bench, and I cried as a little boy. And I cried and cried and cried. And then my God-given imagination kicked in again. And what happened was, I needed, I needed to care for again. So what I imagined then was, I imagined God sitting next to me. And we sat on this bench together. We just sat down, and I put my arm around him. And just hugged him and held him because I needed him. And then I was able to develop hope from that. I got hope. Well, also what happened was... After I felt better, I kind of looked down and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm in my underwear. And God just took care of me in my underwear. And I felt, I felt a little strange, <laughs> to be honest. But that moment gave me hope. In that moment, I, my God-given imagination took over and gave me hope. Now, I'm going to close here in just a minute. And I'm, I'm going to close with an illustration. And so I'm going to move this podium over here. I'm going to move this right here. I'm a little bit nervous, to be honest with you, about moving this. Oh, dear. Okay, so some may know this, some may not. But I enjoy doing magic. And magic is a way for me to escape and do something fun. And I wanted to bring this with me because as I was thinking about this message and preparing for it, this just came to my mind. Show people a concrete example so they can, so it will stick in their mind. So, like I said, when we feel hopeless, we look empty on the outside you can tell. We just look empty. People can tell. Sometimes we feel dejected and empty. We look empty on the outside, and we, and we feel empty on the inside. We're empty. This is no trickery here. This is, these are empty. But what, what can happen is, if we enact our God-given imagination... Sorry for the props here. That's pretty poor handwriting, and I did that, so sorry. But if we enact our God-given imagination, and we take it, and we start applying it inside our life, something can happen. Now, we have that empty outside look about us, and <clears throat> we felt... Empty on the inside. But since we put our, since we used our God given imagination and we applied it to our life, just like that, things changed. That emptiness that, that we had changed in our life and it turned into hope. Hope. And hope is what we have to have to get through and endure our trials, and our tests in life. Hope.
You know, when I made this illustration, I made it orange and blue because the Illini were going to play football the next night, and I thought, oh, that's hope for the Illini. Well, that turned out to be a bit ugly as they were beat pretty bad. But So that didn't work for hope for the Illini. did not work for their football performance this week. But I hope from this message that you will use your God-given imagination to help you get through things and develop hope. Because you can't make it without hope. And when you're driving down the road, actually, our pastor one time said, he said, you know what? I move everything off the front seat of my car so God can have a seat, have a place to sit in my car. If you need to do that, do that. Whatever you got to do to use that God-given imagination, use it. And that will give you hope. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for taking the time today to watch this. I hope it helps you in some way. And I hope you can use the trials that I've been through to maybe help you. And as I close, I would like to say another prayer. So please bow your heads with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this beautiful Sunday morning that you've blessed us with. I pray that the words I spoke will go into the people's hearts and touch them and change their lives, just as they've changed mine. I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for our pastor. I want to pray a special blessing over him, Lord. I pray that your spirit will just fall on him at this very second, that you will give him Help him feel good and refreshed and better than he's ever felt before. Lord, we thank you for all your blessings. We want to pray for the prayer request list that we have here at the church. We pray for every need on it. We pray that you will bless everyone. We pray for any need of anybody, anywhere. We pray for our country. We pray that for everything, Lord God. We pray for our leaders. We pray that you will bless them, anoint them, and give them wisdom. And Lord, we thank you for everything. And we ask your blessing on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Victory, thank you for your time. I want you to have an amazing Sunday and go out and unlock hope in your lives. Thank you very much and have a great day.